IndyCar fans, it's time to start your engines. Welcome to Pit Pass Indy, a production of Evergreen Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Martin, a journalist who regularly covers the NTT IndyCar series. Our goal at Pit Pass Indy is to give racing fans an insider's view of the exciting world of the NTT IndyCar series in a fast-paced podcast featuring interviews with the biggest names in the sport. I bring nearly 40 years of experience covering IndyCar and NASCAR, working for such media brands as NBCSports.com, SI.com, ESPN Sports Ticker, Sports Illustrated, Auto Week, and Speed Sport. So let's drop the green flag on this episode of Pit Pass Indy. The NTT IndyCar Series gets the weekend off after hitting the road at Road America for last weekend's action-packed Rev Group Grand Prix. For the second week in a row, it appeared that Joseph Newgarden of Team Penske was primed for the victory after starting on the pole and leading the most laps in the race. But for the second straight race, an apparent victory ended in bitter heartbreak for the two-time NTT IndyCar Series champion. It came with just three laps left in the race on the final restart when his number two Hitachi Chevrolet at Team Penske would not upshift. Alex Pillow was able to drag race his way past Newgarden's sputtering Chevrolet and the driver of the number 10 NTT Data Honda for Chip Ganassi Racing went on to defeat Colton Herta of Andretti Autosport by 1.9106 seconds. It was Pelot's second victory of the season, the second IndyCar win of his career, and he is back in the lead of the NTT IndyCar Series Championship. The driver from Spain leads Pato Award of Mexico by 28 points heading into the weekend break. The Road America Thriller featured 231 on-track passes, the most since the IndyCar Series returned to this beautiful 14-turn, 4.014-mile road course in 2016. There were 194 passes for position, most since the Series returned in 2016. There were also 11 lead changes among seven different drivers. Here is my interview with Pelot as he looks forward to the second half of the season and how he plans on maintaining the championship lead. And now it's time to get to know Alex Pelot as he joins us now on Pit Pass Indy. Alex, you've got the NTT IndyCar Series points lead. It's almost July. That's a pretty good position to be in, to be the points leader. So how do you see the rest of this season playing out, being in the lead of the points? Um, yeah, we've had a really good start so far, for sure. Um, I've been uh, learning a lot, like we saw in Detroit. We, we struggled the first day uh, with a grid penalty and then a bit of um, pace. We needed a bit more pace, but uh, we were able to get back on and, and score a podium on the second race. And that's what IndyCar is all about. It's a really tough championship and you have to be always in the top 10 and score podiums and win whenever you can so um, been having a lot of fun so far but now I think we have a couple of races which um, are going to be more my territory let's say you never know what's going to happen but uh, yeah Road America, Mid-Ohio are places that I've been waiting since last year uh, to come here and, and try and score more wins. Well because of the way the schedule is set up there's Road America then a weekend off then the 4th of July weekend at Mid-Ohio. Then after that, there's not going to be any more races until the street race at Nashville, first week of August. How much is that going to break up the rhythm of the race team? Yeah, for sure. Like, we've been having, like, almost non-stop weekends um, with one week. Um, if, if, if we had one week. Yeah, I think after 500, we had one week off. And, and that's been already, like, a, lo a long time. But... Um, yeah, we're going to have four weeks off. Um, I think that's going to be even good just to prepare, let's say, the end of the season. We're going to have uh, the last day of testing of the season, which is going to be good for me to learn some tracks. Um, and yeah, it's going to be nice to, to recap everything we did and to program everything. But uh, yeah, for sure, it's going to feel a bit 
Yeah, different. But do you see that that could potentially end some momentum from some teams that might have been able to find something that works good? Uh, All of a sudden, now it's three, four weeks off. Yeah, that's for sure. And that's why I think we need a bit of time also that it's going to be good for us. I don't think we have anything special in our team. We just have a really good base in everything. But we know we have some areas we have to improve in comparison to some teams. And that four weeks period that's going to help us so hopefully yeah we can get ahead of some other people i know we have a lot of people at the shop that is able to to really gain a lot of things for for our team in in small periods of time and if we give them a month of break that's going to be good for us last sunday pato award became the first driver to win more than one race this season you were close a couple of times especially the indy 500 how badly did you want that instead of him um, yeah, I mean, I wanted the 500 really bad, and obviously you always want to win really bad, but I was really happy with my P3 or even top five at Detroit on the second race. Um, I mean, when when you start really bad on a weekend and you start struggling and you don't really have the confidence, new track for you, no time to test or anything, you always know that you're going to end up struggling. But yeah, the fact that we were able to recover, as I was telling you, it was awesome for me. And, and that gave me more confidence even than second in Indy 500, to be honest. Um, just because Indy 500, we started super good and we ended it super good and, and dominant. Um, but Detroit, we started super bad, but we were able to get back. So coming here, Road America and places that we know we have a good car, I know it's our time. The fact that you've been able to be in contention for race victories in nearly every race this season, that in itself has to be a sign of how much progress you've made. Yeah, for sure. I think, as you said, it's super important to win races, but the fact that you are able to be up there fighting for the races every weekend, that's what really charges all the team, all the confidence for you, and, and that really makes a statement but um, yeah it's been we gotta keep it going I think we did like four four podiums so far uh, which is super good um, but yeah we need to to win some more races and and keep our level uh, up there when you decided to join Chip Ganassi Racing you knew it was one of the top power teams in the series a destination team it seems like the transition has gone, if not as well as you wanted, better than you may have wanted. Yeah, I would say it was Chip that that told me that I could drive it. Um, I always wanted to drive who, who doesn't like and would like to drive for Chip Ganassi Racing, and especially the number 10. But um, yeah, I that's all I wanted. It's not that I had expectations. Uh, you never know how, how good or how bad you're going to start, but... Um, yeah, that's what I wanted, to be able to be consistent, to be fast when, when we had a good car and to be able to match with the team. We have a good group of guys in the number 10 car and, and yeah, I've been enjoying a lot. But um, yeah, the boss now, he had some some wins for Marcus, for Scott, for from, from the 10 car, but uh, I think he wants more now. So the series has had Romain Grosjean as a driver for uh, straight and row courses this season. At Road America, Kevin Magnuson was with Aeroschmidt Peterson Motorsports filling in for Felix Rosenquist. These are big names from other racing series in Europe. What's it like when they are now racing in your series? Yeah, it's it's awesome, I think, to have people like Magnuson, Grosjean, um, but also to have Jimmy Johnson that it's from, let's say, another area and then also Scott McLaughlin like from Australia like being able to to win three championships it's it's awesome to have champions from all around the world um, I think that's super good for the series just it means and it shows how difficult it is to win and to be competitive but they've been doing a really good job and hopefully we can be uh, even better than them so everybody knows that we are capable of doing it all right, one of the secrets we found out about you at the beginning of the season was when you win, you like to eat fried chicken. What's the best chicken place you've found so far this year? Okay, I'm going to be honest. I didn't really find a really good place for fried chicken. I'm, I'm going to tell you why. It's because normally when we're racing, we have like really tight time, and I only eat fried chicken when I win. So I only got the chance to eat it one time and you know I didn't go to the best place. So I need to win at Road America so I can keep on my uh, fried chicken study going. Well, if you need any suggestions where to find good fried chicken, ask me. I'm I over will. there. At. You know I will. <laughs>
But uh, Alex Pelot, he continues to lead the NTT IndyCar Series point standings. Good luck the rest of the season, and thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy. Thank you, buddy. Seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champion Jimmy Johnson, who is an NTT IndyCar Series rookie this season in the number 48 Carvana American Legion Honda for Chip Ganassi Racing, was confident of a breakthrough weekend heading into Road America. The former stock car champion tested at the facility the week after the Indianapolis 500 and has had to retrain himself on the differences between the heavier NASCAR racing machine and the IndyCar. Johnson continues to test the limits in this long learning process and was running some very fast speeds in the race until he came out of the pits on his first pit stop. His tires were not up to proper temperature for the speed he carried in the turn seven. It hit the curbing at the apex and spun out on lap 16. It brought out the first caution of the race, and once Johnson's car was refired, he went on to finish the race one lap down in 22nd position. Here is my interview with Johnson heading into the Road America race weekend and his hopes to improve for the second half of the season. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is IndyCar rookie, Jimmy Johnson. You're getting your first chance to run a race at Road America, one of the great race courses in the world. How excited are you? I'm, I'm really excited. I spent a lot of time in Wisconsin growing up. I raced a lot of off-road trucks here in the area and then also lived in Milwaukee for my ASA days. So to be back, just, uh, you know, special. I have friends that are gonna be here and experience the race and, and hang out and faces I haven't seen in a long time. On top of the fact, I've always dreamt of racing here. I've been here one time for an off-road race. I really don't know where it was on property, but um, even, even the off-road race was cool. So I'm really excited to be back for this. This may be a track where you may be the best prepared for because you did test here a couple of weeks ago, right after the Indianapolis 500. How valuable do you think that test will be to providing you the baseline to start off this weekend and enter the race. Yeah, it should be really helpful. Uh, you know, this track is so long that um, any small mistakes made or any time left on the table just compounds with a four mile lap. So uh, hopefully, I, you know, I'm much more um, closer on pace and in the pack. I was at the back of the train on Saturday in the race in Detroit and then up in the mix a bit more on Sunday. And I really hope to build on that for this weekend's race. You've been around NASCAR fans your whole career. You know how loyal and supportive they are. There seems to be something special about the Wisconsin race fan. They seem to be extremely supportive of all types of racing. What is it that makes the Wisconsin race fan so special? I noticed that when I lived here. And the other thing that stood out to me was just how much racing takes place, you know, in Wisconsin, Illinois, Michigan. Um, it's everywhere, and, and fans go Wednesday nights, Friday nights, Saturday, Sunday to watch all types of dirt and asphalt racing. So I just think it's it's part of the culture around here, and, and people really still have that love for the automobile regardless of what kind of car it is. The other thing about Wisconsin, and it's one of your important sponsors that you've got, the American Legion, they have a lot of American Legion members in the state of Wisconsin. I'm sure you're gonna be pretty busy here this weekend doing Legion activities. How cool is that to be involved with them? Uh, it's been amazing with the, the fact that I have family members that have served, the relationship with the American Legion and seeing all the great work that they do. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. I've met a lot of uh, Legionnaires at different races and to know how big of a presence we'll have here. And in fact, there's a hospitality tent that I'm gonna spend some time at over the course of the weekend and meet, meet more folks. So, uh, you know, it's just, it's great to see the integration of racing and the men and women that have served our country and, and done so much for us. And also racing here last week at Detroit, it was your best race in terms of forward progress from start to finish. And actually you even said you were pretty racy out there before you had the spin. How do you describe the level of progress that you've been making and how much more do you think we can see this weekend here at Road America? Yeah, I'm, I, make, I think I'm kind of through the big chunks of speed and now it's really about refining the small details. You know, racecraft is still something that I, I've got to hone in on and figure out 
Uh, these cars are much different in traffic than what I'm used to with a cup car. But with that said, I set up a few passes when I was able to make my first passes ever in an Indy car at Detroit. So that was really exciting. And, um, you know, it's really just laps. You know, I wish that I could keep going back to the same track and, and rule that part out. But, you know, here, here I am again in another track, another new track, and there's a chance of rain, which would definitely complicate things and put me into a category of something I haven't experienced yet either. After the Road America round, there'll be a week off, and then it's going to be Mid-Ohio on the 4th of July. How much do you know about Mid-Ohio? How excited are you to be able to race on that course? Looks really cool on TV. That's about all I know. So I look forward to showing up. There's an outside chance it could be a doubleheader, which I'm all in favor of and, and hope that that happens. Uh, but I, I've got a great couple of weeks here. I have uh, not only this race, but then I'm at Watkins Glen for the six hour in the DPI car with Action Express Racing. And then we have uh, the 4th of July race at Mid-Ohio. Well, you're racing on one of the most successful teams in Mid-Ohio history. So you have to feel pretty good about looking at all the victories Scott Dixon's had there. All the victories that Chip Ganassi as a team owner has had there, you got to feel like they've got a pretty good handle baseline to help you learn Mid-Ohio. Yeah, I do. I, they've they've been so supportive, and Chip has, has created such an amazing race team. Um, I'm thankful to be a part of it. I'm going to lean on all, all the resources that we have to help me get on pace right away at Mid-Ohio. And after that, it's going to be a, a race where you may feel like you're on even playing field with everybody. Nashville, because nobody's run there before. Yeah, that'll be helpful. And I feel like Detroit um, was such an experience for a street circuit that I, I'll be better prepared for uh, Nashville, for uh, Long Beach. Uh, St. Pete was certainly a handful, but Detroit was next level handful. And I think that's going to be a great eye opener for me moving forward. Seven time NASCAR Cup Series champion Jimmy Johnson, IndyCar rookie this year. Good luck here at Road America. Good luck the rest of the season. And thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy. I appreciate it. Thank you. Former Formula One driver Romain Grosjean is one of the most impressive NTT IndyCar Series rookies this season. Grosjean started seventh and finished fifth at Road America. The exciting driver from France had some exciting things to say in this interview entering the race weekend. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is Romain Grosjean, driver of the number 51 Honda for Dale Coyne Racing. Here you are at Road America, which is considered to be, if it's not the closest thing that the United States has to an F1 track, Coda's a pretty nice facility, but this is a pretty cool place. And for you to get a chance to race here with all of its history and the free flowing nature of the course. How excited are you? Yeah, it's a great circuit. I was uh, testing here a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so that was a great experience. Uh, you know, it's, uh, as you say, it's a one which is very much uh, in line with what we know in Formula One. And um, that made the adaptation a bit, uh, a bit faster. So uh, looking forward to a good weekend. To be back, especially a week after the Detroit doubleheader, number one, how do you feel physically? And number two, you looked like you were trying out for the Detroit Fire Department there at the end of the second race. Yeah, physically all all good, all recovered from Detroit. Uh, yeah, I played a bit with the extinguisher um, at the end of the race, trying to have as little damage as we could on the car. Uh, when the brakes take fire, you know, they did very quickly can hurt a lot of parts on the car, so I wanted to avoid that for the team. And um, it, was, it was cool playing with the extinguisher. But after your experience last November 29th, the massive fire that we've all seen over and over in Formula One, it would seem that most of us would see that and maybe head in the other direction, but you went right back into the flames. Yeah, I mean, you know, I knew it was a brake fire and it was under control. And as I say, I, I wanted to save my car as much as I could. Uh, but um, it was, it was, it was, you know, I mean, it wasn't good for the race. Uh, we had a terrible weekend in Detroit, super fast, but I mean, as unlucky as you get of a race race weekend. But sometimes it's like this, and hopefully this weekend it's better. And what about on Saturday? I guess the Detroit Fire Department did come and give you a shirt that you wore proudly on Sunday. How did all that happen? Well, you know, it was actually on Friday afternoon after the practice where I, I crossed the paddock and a, a, a fireman from the Fire Detroit Department came and gave me the T-shirt, which I found really nice at the time. I didn't think I was going to wear it on Sunday, but uh, I thought it was a good occasion for it. 
it's great that you can laugh about it. So I think that's one reason why you have so many fans here in the United States is because they really admire how you were able to bounce back from your last race of your Formula One career. Do you also see that as being one of the big reasons why you become so popular here in just your first season? Yeah, probably. You know, I've got a I've got a crazy uh, story if you think of it. Uh, you know, from being left dead uh, in a racing car for a couple of minutes to come back to racing and, and fighting for some good positions. So having people, I've, I've loved the, the adventure and I'm, I'm really grateful that I've got so much support. Do you think another reason why you have so much support here is that you did drive for the American F1 team with Gene Haas? Yeah, maybe as well, you know, that, that probably played a, played a role in it. And what are some of the other reasons? It really seems like you had some instant popularity when you showed up that people wanted to see Hey, we've heard of Romain Grosjean. Let's see how fast he really is. And you've been able to respond. How do you think that whole scenario has worked out for you? Yeah, pretty well. I mean, we've we've been you know doing super well in qualifying, and uh, you know it's it's just great to see the fans being behind us and, and rooting for us and wearing our t-shirts. And I just love it. And uh, you know that's why I'm feeling so happy here, and that's why I wanna I wanna stay in the U.S. to um, to race more. Even the smaller F1 teams have a lot more employees than what you probably have at Dale Coyne Racing, but he seems to get a lot of results out of what he has. So how admirable do you see the way he's able to run he's, a successful race team? He's very impressive in that aspect. I mean, you know, we, we have the total of Dale Coyne is probably not what the other teams are just in engineer. Yeah. And uh, even saying so, we do, we do well. Dale has got a lot of experience in um, in racing. is able to teach me some good uh, good advice, and uh, he also he can tell who the drivers, European drivers, are going to do well or not in IndyCar by watching races. And he brings some good driver, and he does really well. Now, is it true that you've been living in a motorhome inside the Indianapolis Motor Speedway? Yes. And how did you arrange that agreement? Uh, through um, through some friends, and eventually uh, I got hold uh, of uh, Doug Bowles' phone number, and um, I think I'm, he's happy to give me the key whenever I'm go back, going back to Indianapolis, which is going to happening at least three times this summer. So um, I will uh, I'll be there uh, sometime. So you have a key to the place. I gave it back, but. Uh, I need to get. I need to get it back when I go again in uh, Indianapolis. But dude, that gives you use of the weight room and and everything else. Yeah, it was awesome. What's it like though to have that as your backyard? It's incredible. It's incredible <laughs> to see that it's such a great uh, gym into the speedway. You got so much, uh, yeah, so much facilities, you know, in one place, and uh, you can go play golf. This man would take me out for dinner, Connor Daly. Uh, and uh, I can use the gym, I, you know, I can cycle uh, the oval. It's, it's great fun. And also, what are some of the things you want to do with your family, and are they here yet? No, they're not here yet. I'll come early July, and uh, we're planning on a road trip in the Midwest. Where are some of the stops you want to go see? Uh, I think we want to see Detroit. They're going to land in Detroit, so some of Detroit, Chicago. We want to cross the Michigan Lake on the SS Badger, uh, and then go back down. We're going to go and see a monster truck race. So, you know, pretty much as American as you get. It sounds like you got quite an experience there. And weren't you also wanting to go out, you know, later in the year and see Yosemite and, uh, and some of those places out west? Yeah, west would be nice. Uh, I'm looking forward to those three races at the end of the year and driving the motorhome from Oregon to L.A. And as one of the nicest things been just the way you've been welcomed here. Competitors love racing against you. And they show that they have a lot of respect racing with you, which a lot of times doesn't always happen when a rookie shows up in the series. They have to prove themselves first, but you pretty much proved that in the first race weekend of the year. Yeah, I think we've been we've been doing very well, and I've, I've had a really good welcome from the boys, so I'm excited about it, and uh, hopefully we can have a good weekend and celebrate something cool on Sunday. And our final question with Romain Grosjean of Dale Coyne Racing, what would you compare Road America to any type of track where you've raced before in Europe? Uh, I would say Spa-Francorchamps is the closest one from uh, Road America. Okay, Romain Grosjean, driver to number 51 Honda, Dale Coyne Racing with RWR. Good luck, and thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy. Thank you.
Six-time NTT IndyCar Series champion Scott Dixon led one lap in Sunday's race before finishing fourth after starting 13th. The save helped him in his battle for the NTT IndyCar Series Championship as he is third in the standings, 53 points behind teammate Alex Palou. I caught up with Dixon following the race at Road America. Scott Dixon, a pretty good day in the points for you. You're back in the points game to a degree. How did it feel today at Road America? Uh, it was okay. We just, you know, I think the times we didn't need the yellows, they kind of fell, you know. Um, I think our second stint when we got to the reds would have been really good, but the caution came out, you know, kind of once we were two laps in. So, uh, yeah, just needed track position. The car was really good. Once we got clean air, we could kind of take off. We were definitely faster than a bunch of people. Uh, again, you know, I think just if we started further up, it would have been a much easier day. But uh, kudos to the team. It was great to see uh, Palou get another win and obviously extend that championship lead. Once again, it seemed like you were stretching the yellow game out there and the yellow came out at the wrong time at the first stint. How much did that set you behind? Uh, both of the first two cautions kind of upset us, I think. Um, it just made it easier for the others to, to get, you know, what they needed to. Um, and then we we did the undercut at the end, which obviously was good. We jumped about uh, three or four cars there. Uh, pretty racy with, uh, you know, the 27 car and a few others. You know, there's a lot of hip checking going on today. A lot of... Uh, a lot of cars hitting each other, so I bet you it was a good race to watch. But, yeah, unfortunately, uh, the cautions weren't what we needed. Seemed like a fairly aggressive Road America race. Is there a reason for that? Uh, I think there's a lot of frustration out there. You know, a lot of people uh, have been, you know, making mistakes or they've had bad runs. You know, if you look at Joseph, obviously the last couple of weeks have been frustrating for him. Uh, same with power, you know, uh, people having mechanical issues or, or just being clean taken out. So, you know, uh, it's it's uh, typical. I think this time of year, everybody's trying to put a stamp on it and, and uh, you know, see where it goes. Alex Blow's having a pretty good year. He's leading the points again, his second victory of the season. This kid's picking up pretty quickly. How do you feel about what it's going to be like battling him for the rest of the season? Yeah, it's definitely good. You know, it's good to have uh, teammates that have had wins. Uh, you know, three of the four have had wins, which is uh, huge for everybody. You know, a lot of happy faces, which is great to see. Uh, obviously, the, the one goal left is to, to win the championship, and if we can keep it in-house, it's going to be fantastic. So, yeah, we'll keep our head down, see what we can do in the next uh, next few races here to, to make a, a run at, uh, you know, the end of the, the season uh, and see where that goes. But, uh, yeah, it's great to, to see the team being so successful. A weekend off, then we head to one of your best tracks, Mid-Ohio. You've won there a lot. How important would a victory there be to get you back into the leading the points again? Yeah, it'd be big. Um, you know, I think uh, hopefully all four of our cars are, are really competitive. You know, we'll have to see, you know, where we roll off uh, that weekend. But, um, you know, as you said, it's been, a, it's been a successful track for us in the past, and hopefully that continues uh, not just for the nine, but for, for everyone. Scott Dixon, good luck rest of the season. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks, mate. Cheers. In the world of racing, Penske means performance and winning. For good reason. Since 1966, Team Penske has won 44 national championships, 17 in IndyCar alone. And last year, Team Penske claimed its Indianapolis 500 record-extending 19th Indy 500 win with Joseph Newgarden, the latest driver, to win the famed race. Team Penske also won its second straight NASCAR Cup Series championship. In 2022, Penske was the first team in history to win both the IndyCar and the NASCAR Cup Series championships in the same season. Team Penske enters the 2024 NTT IndyCar Series season with 236 IndyCar wins, including 34 500-mile race victories. Those are results that are tough to top. But Penske's legendary reputation for quality and attention to detail makes a statement off the track, too. When you need a truck, whether for your business or for a household move, Penske Truck Rental has some of the cleanest, newest, and best-maintained vehicles on the road. And we make it easy with personalized support from our associates, flexible reservations, and access to the top technology. With quick pickup and drop-off at more than 2,500 locations across North America, our scale and know-how will keep you covered, all helping to ensure you get the right, reliable, fuel-efficient vehicle when and where you need it. On the highways, the raceways, and every pit stop in between, Penske keeps you moving forward. Gain ground with Penske. Get a quote today at PenskeTruckRental.com or 
for household rentals. Download the Penske Truck Rental mobile app today. Felix Rosenquist continues to recover from his crash in the first race of the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix at Belle Isle two weeks ago. He was replaced by former Formula One driver and current road racing star Kevin Magnuson in the number seven Aero McLaren SP Chevrolet at Road America. Here's my interview with Magnuson heading into the race weekend. Joining us now on Pit Pass, Andy, is Kevin Magnuson, who's going to be replacing Felix Rosenquist at Arrow McLaren SP as Felix continues to mend from his crash at Detroit. Kevin, here we are at Road America, a fantastic course, a course that conceivably you could run a Formula One race on. What's your impressions of getting your first IndyCar Series start at such a fabled facility as Road America? I'm super excited, you know, it's... Uh it's really a dream come true uh, to be racing in IndyCar and, uh, you know, to do it at Road America. It, it's probably one of the best tracks in, in, in America. So super excited about that. And, uh, you know, uh, back with McLaren again. Uh, I have uh, a bit of a history with McLaren and it's, it's nice to be back with that, with that brand again. So it's just super excited, really. How did all of this process work out for you to get the ride this week? Well, it uh, obviously... Unfortunately, Felix had his crash in, in Detroit, which um, put him out of this, of this race for this weekend. And, uh, and I was approached by, by Zach and his team, and um, they asked if I was able to step in this weekend. And of course I said, yes, you know, it's, it's not the ideal, ideal uh, way to, to, to do my, my first race with Felix being out. But of course, I'm uh, I'm excited still. From what you have seen of this track on the sim and doing some other things to get up to speed, what do you see as being the most difficult aspects of racing around here? I mean, it's it's just a hugely challenging track, and uh, it's bumpy. It's uh, it's unique. Every corner is different. You know, it's not. It's not a traditional uh, racetrack, you know, I'm used to following one tracks that are all flat and uh, all the curves are easy to ride and, you know, there's uh, on this track uh, a lot of different challenges and it's, it's cool, you know, it's got a lot of history, that's, that's the thing with these racetracks, uh, you come here and you can feel the atmosphere and the history that's, um, you know, attached to this place. And you had mentioned returning to McLaren, how important is that to you that you have a good enough relationship with the operation that when a situation like this did develop, that they could call you to come and help. Yeah, it means a lot. I mean, it's 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 nice. I have a lot of good memories uh, from my Formula One days with McLaren, and uh, yeah, I'm 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 just excited about the whole thing. You know, it's. Uh, I'm thankful to McLaren for, for reaching out to me and I'm, I'm very thank, thankful for Chip Ganassi to, to actually let me do it. Um, it's going to be awesome. How often have you been in an IndyCar? <laughs> I've never been in an IndyCar. So how is important is it going to be in just the limited amount of practice and qualifying to get ready to go in here in a race against the guys that do this every week? Do it every week and I've done it for 25 years, some of them, you know, so it's, it's not an easy task and uh, I'm very humble about it you know I'm, I know that's going to be a very steep learning curve I'm going to just do my best and uh, for sure go out and enjoy it you know uh, it's a very big privilege to be able to to do that you know go and race an IndyCar at, uh, at an awesome track and uh, just excited really and also just the atmosphere of Road America it's one of the most iconic road racing facilities in North America if not the world, what do you think of the entire atmosphere here at Road America? Yeah, as I was saying, you know, there's, there's a special kind of feel to, to tracks like this. There's not many of them around the world uh, that, that have this kind of history. You know, they used to, to race through the, to the city, you know, in the, in the 60s or whatever. And um, it's great. You know, you can feel that, that, that it's in the air. It's it kind of, you, you just sense it. And uh, I love it. It's, it's kind of like, you know, you get get to Spa Francochamps in, in Belgium and it's kind of the same thing, you know, you know the history that, that's been going on and uh, Watkins Glen around here, you know, it's, 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 there's a few places like that and, and Road America is, is one of them. And what are some of the other racing activities you've got planned for the rest of this year? Um, I'm, I'm obviously I'm racing in the, in the IMSA Championship with uh, Chip Ganassi Racing in yeah. Cadillac. 
Um, next race is uh, six hours of the Glen, which is going to be very cool. Then I've got Le Mans that I'm doing with my dad, which is going to be very, very cool also. Uh, a, a different experience again to be doing that with your dad, you know, it's uh, it's crazy. So it's just fun, you know, I'm, I'm just having fun with what I do. I'm, I'm very privileged to be to be a racing driver, to uh, make a living out of racing cars. It's kind of, kind of crazy to think that and, uh, you know, I'm just happy. It sounds like you have quite a busy racing summer in store for you. Kevin Magnuson of Arrow McLaren SP. Good luck at Road America this weekend, and thank you for joining us today Thanks on for Pit Pass me. Indy. Thank you. Up next is an interview with popular driver Connor Daly of Ed Carpenter Racing. Connor Daly is joining us now on Pit Pass Indy. We're standing here at Victory Lane at Road America. It's Friday. Wouldn't be a bad place for you to be standing here on Sunday afternoon. What's your outlook going into this race at Road America? I mean, I feel pretty good, man. I like this track. You know, we qualified really well here when I was with Coin in 16, and um, I, I enjoy the racing here as well. And I think we have made a lot of progress on our car since we were here last, which is uh, which is really really important. So, yeah, man, we just want to put together a weekend finally, um, even if it's top five, top ten. You know, we I, I think our car is much, much better now than where we were here last year. So I think that's good. Obviously, you come from a racing background, racing family. What did Road America mean to you when you were growing up? Well, I think the, the, the one of the most fun memories I have here is racing Skip Barber here and um, beating Joseph Newgarden at the line here by a nose uh, in 2007 <laughs> or 20, 2008. Um, we had such great races here. Me, Joseph, Gabby Chavez, Connor Filippi. Um, you know, some really, really good drivers here. Uh, and and, and I've, I've always enjoyed, uh, you know, racing the Pro Mazda, whatever that is now, whatever series it is in the Road to Indy. We, we've, we've really enjoyed racing here. So, um, I, you know, raced, I've raced everything here, which is uh, which is a lot of fun. So I, 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 I appreciate the fan base that comes out here. Obviously, already on Friday, an incredible amount of people here, which is awesome. What's it like to race here? It's so long. It's over four miles long. Is it just put your foot down and go for it? Well, it's a great circuit, but, you know, it's it's something that you have to be perfect. Um, there's not a ton of corners, really. It's 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 a lot of straight line stuff. So you got to make sure you nail every single, um, you know, exit. Exits are very, very important here, so you can be sailing yourself down the straights important, and, um, you know, that's that's what it's all about. And what's it like just camping out here for the weekend? You've got a lot of company. There's a lot of fans that always come out here. This and Mid-Ohio seem to be the two places that are almost like going on summer vacation. Well, this is one of the tracks where I wish I had a motorhome. You know what I mean? I think the, the environment here is really, really cool. And, um, you know, coming to see the fans every day is, is, is really special. So it's one of those events where even walking in earlier today, it made me... Um, yeah, it made me think back to when I was, you know, watching Champ Car back here and back in the day. And, um, you know, I, I, I came to this race as a fan, you know, many, many times. And I thought it was just such a special place to be as a driver. What was your reaction when you found out the news that Renus VK, your teammate, had the clavicle injury when he crashed his bike? Well, I mean, you just hate to see that. I mean, there, there seems to be a lot of drivers who have been injured on bicycles, which is such a shame because I know so many of us are, are on bicycles, you know, a considerable amount of time during the week. So, um, you know, it's brutal, but I think, you know, his he's a young guy and, uh, you know, he'll heal up very, very fast. And it'll be one of those things where I think, uh, you know, he'll be back in no time. If, if there was, you know, if there was a week in between, you know, the races, I don't think he would have missed a race. You know what I mean? So um, he'll be all right for sure. Well, he's a young guy, but having a chance to race here at Road America, he could have been one of the leading contenders. But I guess now you'll have to take that upon yourself. Absolutely. And go out there and do that. But what's it going to be like having Oliver ask you now is to replace? Well, he's a talented young guy, obviously, you know, talented young American driver. And um, and yeah, it's going to be really, really cool to, to see how he does and just to pick his brain because he's obviously driven for one of the teams right now that I think has probably one of the quickest cars on the grid. And, um, you know, obviously he can't say too much, but it's going to be cool to, to have have a different opinion and, and, and see what he thinks. And Connor Daly, if you weren't having to be in shape to drive a race car, how many double brats could you put away in a weekend at Road America? Don't know. I've never tried before, so who knows? Connor Daly, congratulations on uh, having a pretty good season so far. Thank you. And thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Marcus Erickson scored his first career IndyCar win two weeks ago in the Saturday race of the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix at Belle Isle. 
The popular driver from Sweden was still feeling the thrill of victory when I caught up with him last Friday at Road America. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is one of the latest race winners in the series, Marcus Erickson, driver of the number eight Husky Chocolate Honda for Chip Ganassi Racing. How cool's the last week been knowing that you've won a race, now you go out and you try to win your second? It's been awesome, you know, it's, it's something I've been working very hard and long for since I came over here and I'm in my third year now, so it's, it's about time, but, uh, but yeah, it, feel, it feels great. It's, uh, it's a great thing to have, you know, to, to have the race winner and to get that first out of the way and like you say, go for the second one. So I go into this weekend full of confidence. What was it like being congratulated by all of your racing rivals? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's nice, you know, I, I think it shows, you know, we all race out there on track, but also we can uh, be happy for, for one another. So it's a great community to, to be part of. It seems like they all have a lot of respect racing with you. I, it's like I've asked several drivers in the past. Nobody ever really complains about racing with Marcus Erickson. You seem to have a reputation being a very clean driver. How important is that to you as a racer to have that type of reputation? I don't know. Maybe I need to upset some some people a bit more because you don't want to be the t t too nice out there on track, of course. But I think the, the important thing is that you're tough but but fair, you know. And I think that's what I like to be. You know, I want to be tough out on track, but but always try and be fair. So, uh, yeah, it's it's good to to hear that, of course. This weekend we're in Road America, and then after a week off, it's Mid Ohio. Couple of really nice road courses. So, how do you feel your outlook is for these? upcoming races yeah i feel really good about it you know coming from detroit the bumpy streets of detroit to, to road america is probably the two uh tracks further away from each other uh in the way they are but i feel like road america reminds me a lot about europe and, and european racing the track is probably the one most like to to europe that i that i think we have on the calendar so that one in mid ohio is definitely two tracks i, I enjoy and uh you know, want to build on that performance that we did last weekend, build on that momentum. The other thing about Mid-Ohio is your team at Chip Ganassi Racing has a very good handle on racing in that event. Scott Dixon's the all-time winningest driver at Mid-Ohio. Chip Ganassi's the all-time winningest team owner. So you got to feel like from a team effort, you're starting off the weekend at Mid-Ohio already in good shape. I think that's the thing with, with Chip Ganassi Racing, to be fair, the, the, the amount of uh, detail into preparation and make sure we have strong cars uh, from practice one is, is what makes this team so great in my opinion. So we, we, we know, like you say, Mid-Ohio is a strong track historically, but we feel like every weekend we go into, we, we should be aiming for, for, for winning, winning and, and being on the podium. And how did you celebrate your first victory? I know you didn't have long to celebrate because you had a race the very next day, but did you celebrate it this past week? Not really, to be honest. I think, you know, it's, it's so hectic now with races and, and this race uh, in Road America is very important uh, for the championship, which I'm now up to P7. So I want to keep keep moving forward in the championship and get into that top five as soon as possible. So no celebrations yet. So maybe after the next win. <laughs> and how about the reaction of the victory from Swedish media and from Sweden in general? It's been great. You know, I have a lot of... Uh, Obviously media, but a lot of fans mainly following me from, from Sweden and they went crazy for sure. I, was, I got so many messages all over social media and, uh, and you know, on my phone. And it's been just, it's great to see how much support I've got after this first win. And it just makes me excited to, to try and get some more this year. You can call him a race winner now. It's Marcus Ericsson, driver of the number 88 Honda, Chip Ganassi Racing. Congratulations on your victory at Detroit. Good luck at Road America, and thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy. Thank you. Cody Ware is a full-time NASCAR competitor in both the Xfinity Series and Cup Series. He made his NTT IndyCar Series debut this past weekend at Road America and fared pretty well after starting 25th and finishing 19th. Ware talks about the reasons for jumping into the IndyCar and his future prospects for the rest of the season in this interview. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is Cody Ware, who's going to be driving the number 52 Honda for Dale Coyne with RWR Racing at the Rev Group Grand Prix this weekend at Road America. 
Your first IndyCar Series start coming at an iconic facility such as Road America. What's that going to be like? No, it's going to be awesome. I think I really couldn't have picked a better place for a debut weekend. And on top of that, to boot, we got the Cup and Xfinity race here in a couple of weeks. So I think uh, after running an IndyCar race here, hopping back in the stock car here is going to be uh, quite an interesting experience. You're one of the few drivers that's going from NASCAR into IndyCar. Another driver that's doing that this year is Jimmy Johnson. We've seen how it's taken him a while to get up to speed. How are you going to view your progress? Because it really is not an easy transition. Oh, not at all. Thankfully, I have had a couple years worth of racing in LMP2 cars and various sports cars. So I have a basic idea of the fundamentals of downforce racing. But obviously, hopping in an open wheel car is still a whole other animal. So I think there are some things where, you know, Jimmy's pretty much been a seasoned stock, you know, stock car racer his whole life, whereas I've always taken the approach of driving as many different disciplines as I can from anything from cars to motorcycles. So to uh, have a little bit of diversity in my background, I think will maybe, maybe not help out a little bit, but um, it does give me a little bit of confidence, kind of knowing what you know these type of cars do on high-speed corners and trusting uh, aerodynamic downforce and, and grip versus you know mechanical grip. You grew up as a NASCAR racer, and your dad's a NASCAR team owner. How did you get involved in IndyCar racing? So I think it was a uh, I think it was last year when. My dad partnered up with Dale Coyne to field a, a car at the Indy 500 alongside uh, Jacob Companies, our sponsor. So to, uh, I think that kind of opened the door to conversations to partner up with, with Dale Coyne and bring our, our NASCAR sponsor, Nurtech ODT, into the, into the grid. And so alongside talks of that, you know, obviously um, having just run uh, the Asian Le Mans series in LMP2 and ran the 24 hours of Daytona, I thought I'd give it a crack at, you know, IndyCar. So uh, it's been a pretty big ticket. Did a couple tests at Sebring, Indy, uh, Texas, and then Road America a couple of weeks ago. So really wanted to gather a lot of seat time before I made the commitment to come run my first race. And I think we made a good choice here. Now, what are you, 6'2", 6'3"? 6'4". So a driver your size generally doesn't drive IndyCars. They're usually much shorter how tight is it for you to get inside one of those? It's pretty tight. I definitely say if I was even an inch or two taller, I probably would would be a no-go in the car. Um, it took a couple trips to Dale Coyne's shop in Illinois to get fitted up properly. I had to make a few seat adjustments and some helmet adjustments so we fit in there nice and proper. But um, I'd say it's going to be worth it. How big a disappointment was it to not run at Indy? It's kind of a dream to get your first start in the Indy 500. About a month before the race started, you withdrew. What is your plans for the Indy 500? How big a disappointment was it this year that you didn't get to try it? Uh, it was definitely heartbreaking, but at the same time, I thought that I needed to have a, a bit of maturity about me to realize that probably could use a little more testing and development and some seed time before took a took a stab at a race like that. We initially had planned to run the Indy GP uh, before the Indy 500, and when that didn't come about, we decided that we wanted to get some more seed time and kind of focus on a, a better debut plan other than trying to make it into the 500 on my debut weekend. So like I said, just wanna wanna be respectful and, and honor kind of the opportunity to come over here and race and wanna respect all the fellow competitors and drivers and just wanna make the best decisions we can. And who are some of the IndyCar drivers that throughout the years you turned on the TV, there was an IndyCar race that you'd sit there and pay close attention to? Uh, definitely all the Penske guys, you know, Will Powers obviously been one to watch, obviously, you know, Penske being involved, you know, now owning, you know, IndyCar and also as well as uh, NASCAR, you know, heavily involved in both series to uh, watch guys like that who are based around us, you know, in the Mooresville, Charlotte area, as well as, you know, guys like Robbie Gordon, who's another driver who's tried to do a little bit of everything. So, um, you know, just trying to uh, just enjoy it, soak it in, and learn all I can from all these amazing drivers. And how extensive will your NASCAR effort be this year? Yeah, so I'll be full-time. So after this weekend, I'm obviously missing the race at Nashville this weekend, but I'll be back in the cup car next weekend at Pocono. And, you know, we'll be uh, probably continuing on as well as a full-time season in cup next year as well. Cody Ware, driver of the number 52 Honda at Dale Coyne Racing with RWR. Good luck at uh, Road American. Thank you for joining us on Pit Pass Indy. Thanks for having me. Remus VK of Ed Carpenter Racing was forced to sit out the Rev Group Grand Prix at Road America after he suffered a broken clavicle in a bike crash while working out in Indiana with his trainer. VK underwent successful surgery and hopes to return to the next race, the Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio on July 4. He was replaced by Oliver Askew this past weekend at Road America. 
Askew led two laps and finished 12th as the young driver from Jupiter, Florida, hopes for a full-time IndyCar return in the future. He's back in the NTT IndyCar Series. It's Oliver Askew, who this week is driving for Ed Carpenter Racing, replacing the injured Renus VK. Last Sunday, you drove for Aero McLaren SP, replacing the injured Felix Rosenquist. Quite a way, you're going to be able to put together a decent schedule this year. It's just filling in for drivers. How did all this come to be? Yeah, first of all, um, it's it's not how I want to be back in the series. Obviously, it's it's uh, it's never good to see drivers hurt. But um, you know, luckily, I think we're going to see both both drivers back in the series very shortly. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's fantastic to be back. Um, you know, Detroit was very difficult, and it was a it was a tall order for me to get in the car straight into qualifying on, on Sunday um, at a track that I haven't been to. And um, well, I think we got the most out of it. It was great to uh, to work work again with the number seven guys, and um, you know, great to show the paddock that there wasn't any you know bad blood between us. And um, you know, contrary to, to popular belief, we still have a lot of respect for each other. Um, but I got this call from uh, from Ed mon late Monday night. Um, I didn't have his number saved, so it was just came from a, an Indianapolis Indianapolis phone number, and I'm always going to pick that that up. So um, I answered. He said, "Hey, it's Ed Carpenter. You know, we might have an opportunity for you this weekend. Stand by." And then he confirmed the next morning, um, and I felt like this would be a great opportunity for me to kind of step into a, a new team and, and see what I could do to continue to stay relevant as, as hard as hard as that is with all these young guys coming in all the time. And um, there's there's talent there's talent sitting outside of the series, and and uh, who can who can all do very well. So. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think we just got to wait and see. I think it's going to be about being in the right place at the right time and uh, and talking to the right people. Do you have your agent ready to go? Uh, talking to a lot of different people, but some things in the fire for next year. Yeah, I have a, a great uh, support group around me, um, both in Jupiter, Florida, and here in the paddock. Uh, so, yeah, I'm confident we can make something happen. Alor Askew this week driving for Renus VK for Ed Carpenter Racing. Good luck, and uh, thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy. Thank you. And that puts a checkered flag on this edition of Pit Pass Indy. We want to thank all of our guests for joining us today, including Rev Group Grand Prix race winner and current NTT IndyCar Series championship leader Alex Pelot. Also, seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champion and current IndyCar rookie Jimmy Johnson, former Formula One driver and IndyCar rookie Romain Grosjean, six-time NTT IndyCar Series champion Scott Dixon, Kevin Magnuson, Connor Daly, Marcus Erickson, Cody Ware, and Oliver Askew for joining us on today's show. Along with loyal listeners like you, they help make Pit Pass Indy your path to victory lane for all things IndyCar. For more IndyCar coverage, follow me at Twitter at Bruce Martin, all one word, uppercase B, uppercase M, underscore 500. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thanks to our production team. Executive producers are Bridget Coyne and Gerardo Orlando. Recordings and edits were done by me, Bruce Martin, and final mixing was done by Dave Douglas. Learn more at evergreenpodcast.com. Until next time, be sure to keep it out of the wall.